don't arrive like one of my friends did on a Monday morning and expect much to happen, especially because the weather is terrible in Minsk a lot of the year. And it rained solid for four days. He was so frustrated. He had cabin fever. We're sitting in the same cafe. Привет! Welcome back to Odessa and welcome back to James Tusk doing another vodka episode with James. We did one about a month ago in St. Petersburg. We actually recorded this one but I had a little bit of a technical problem with the recording so we're going to redo it and today's video we're going to be talking about where is the best country in this region to approach beautiful girls uh, especially during the day. Mm -hmm. We'll focus on that so we're talking about Russia, Ukraine and Belarus. These are two countries that me and James have actually spent a good bit of time um, with either clients or just filming and hanging out in the last year or so I would say we've been here like what we obviously met in Russia and mm -hmm. we've been uh, a few times to Belarus and obviously multiple times here to Ukraine uh, James has a channel where he specializes in day game I'm gonna link that below uh, if you don't know who he is if you're interested in that you probably already know if you even search that in the YouTube um, on YouTube you will have come across his videos he's British and he does it all over the world not just in this region but we've been hanging out recently here so James what do you think uh, let's start maybe with your experience and your clients experience in Ukraine since we're in Ukraine we're in Odessa Mama it's summer you were here with a, a client right now yeah how do you cool find way. it this summer what do you think cool. actually before we get started we need to do the old oh. The holy I always forgot the, uh... like I ordered these vodkas cheers. <laughs> and then we weren't going to sell Sloincha cheers Budma. So we have a local bug. Yes, local bug. You can see why the price is slightly lower. Yes, it's not quite the same quality as absolute. But anyways, uh, this time around, so. Odessa, it's been interesting. Uh, we've been, we've been having a joke about it, but we're both on our last legs. Um, so I've been chilling out more, doing less of the club stuff, and uh, really focusing on day game and Arcadia. And like we've, uh, I guess it's it should be common knowledge for guys, but if you're if you're here and you don't speak Russian and yeah. you're not here for any period of time you should be targeting girls that are not locals to here you should be targeting girls from from Minsk from uh, Kiev from from Russia on holiday from provincial holidays but there aren't going to be so many Russians I think at the moment I at least haven't met so many yeah, but definitely been, from provincial cities my clients been mainly going on dates with uh, girls from Kiev which has been cool and um, obviously the opportunity to, to, to take a girl home is high because they're here on holiday they want to have fun they want to meet a foreigner and if you do it in a way that you're stopping them in the daytime you really differentiate yourself in terms of you know, Tinder game or, or nightclub game because you're you're doing that standout thing of approaching, showing your intent in the day. And women are very receptive to that. Um, it's a very, you know, polarizing culture. Men want to be men and, and women want men to be men as well. So if you are able to, to obviously do some day game, it's perfect. Yeah, I would concur with that. I think uh, one big mistake that a lot of guys make is that they come to Odessa and they come with false expectations that girls who are from here are very enthusiastic necessarily to meet a foreigner. This is a, I'm actually pulling with the shisha my mic out of place. We've got wires all over the show. Everywhere. Um, so this is a huge touristic city, right? And one of the things that that means is that uh, local girls are very used to meeting foreigners. So you coming from where it happens to be the UK or, or US, you're not, or Germany, you're not going to be not special. You're not a novelty. And this city is afflicted by a lot of sex tourism, unfortunately. So that means the default for a local girl here is basically to assume that you're a sex tourist. Especially so, like, if you don't speak Russian. Yes, yes. If you speak Russian like I do, um, then it's a bit different because they obviously, the first question, oh, you speak Russian. Well, that means you didn't just come here this week expecting to buy uh, or pay to buy uh, 10, 10 prostitutes or something. So this is mm -hmm. obviously a big help for me. 
I would say definitely what James uh, pointed out. If you come for a short trip, which like definitely less than a week, I think only focus on uh, girls who are here on holidays. This weekend, we're, it's like coming up, it's the last weekend in July. There are a lot of girls here now from Kiev on you know a weekend trip. You can see it, actually, my client who's with me, he looked on Tinder and he said the difference from the beginning of the week to the end of the week is, for not, is massive. Like there's just a lot of girls who've come from Kiev for the weekend. You can see in the beach clubs um, that they're really full as opposed to early in the week. So that's going to be your target demographic for sure. As girls who come here for a holiday, want an experience. It's a holiday, you and know, actually, summertime. You know, I'd say that you know, don't be scared about screening them out. You know, I, I was specifically telling my client, he's a French guy, very cool guy. Um, and I was specifically saying to him, look, if you do day game local girls, you happen to come across them in Arcadia, then actually screen them out, you know, yeah. because you're going for that fast lane. Yeah, exactly. So this is something James pointed out, another video on his own channel that I saw that I really thought was very, very sharp. It's just like, basically, don't talk to them. <laughs> just as we mean with screening. Just say nice to meet you, yeah. let them enjoy the compliment, and yeah. then just send them on their way feeling good, you know, yeah. but, but say, look, okay, I'm not really looking. You can even joke to them, you know, if they understand English, say, I'm not actually looking to meet a local girl. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, are you? And you'll be like, <laughs> this yeah. This make you more yeah. of a challenge, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll oh, you're from Odessa. You could say something like, hey, you're from Odessa. I've been warned about girls like you. I think, uh, I think I'm going to stay well clear. This will probably work better than trying to hit on them. Uh, so overall, like, because we're obviously going to do a comparison in this video between Ukraine, Belarus, and uh, Russia. Um, how did you find it overall in Ukraine being a foreign guy coming here? Obviously, James relies on, on English because he doesn't speak Russian. My situation is a bit different, but I can give you the insights of my clients and my friends who mm -hmm. don't who don't speak Russian. Would you say the majority of your clients that come to the former Soviet Union don't speak Russian? Yes, this is one of the big things I help them with. Um, because if you've gone to learn Russian, you've probably spent a good bit of time in this region. Also, you'll have gone through the process of learning the language. It actually means you also have to learn a lot about the culture. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be able to relate to the people a lot more. So definitely that's one of the big things to help clients with because if they're out in a club with me um, and the girl doesn't speak particularly good English, then obviously I can interject and really like raise the, the energy levels and, and facilitate that communication. I do have a rule with them though, that if they meet a girl who doesn't speak really enough English to have a basic conversation, like you said with screening, just like next, because there are so many beautiful girls in this region, why invest a huge amount of time trying to uh, hook up with someone who's basically you're not gonna be able to have a conversation with. I don't mm. find it very realistic when you have, you know, because it's an opportunity cost. You're gonna spend invest time in someone where I think the probability is very low and you have a lot of other options. So my advice is always just to move on if they can't even maintain I'd a basic agree with that. I think you're sensible. Again, looking at kind of time limits on places, most guys go on a kind of lads holiday for, you know, maximum five, seven days. If you have a longer place, you can always get away with stopping mm. and doing what my friend does, which is get out the Google Translate, the voice thing, and actually have the conversation in the street. Yeah. But if you're here, for, as you said, if you're here for a limited period of time, just move on. Exactly. You know, your, your time is your most valuable commodity when you have a short trip. You need to protect it. 100%. In life in general, like don't invest time in something that's not likely to give you a reward commensurate. So, um, how do you find Ukraine overall versus, say, I know we're going to go into the other countries. Mm -hmm. How would you say, like, we'll give it three levels, like easy to approach during the day, um, medium or hard? Um, Odessa. Maybe on a world scale first, would you compare it to where you've traveled Ukraine elsewhere? And Ukraine in general, they are receptive to cold approach if you know what you're doing because they, they, there's a kind of a, almost a post-feminist society, you know, they, they really like men to be men. And I think, you know, you get a, a lot of this, you know, kind of blustering around with guys yeah. where they're just, you know, the, the stereotypical meathead guys, but they're scared to talk to girls, right? They've got their little man bag on, they've got their <laughs> bottle of vodka, but they shit, and they're, they're all macho pretending to fight other guys, but they cannot say hello to a woman. So. Yeah. If you cold approach in a, in a in a cool way, especially as an American or an English guy, you know, kind of almost that James Bond esque, quite quite smooth, just chilled. They do like it absolutely. So they are receptive to cold approach. 
um, in Ukraine compared to Odessa and Russia. I'd say St. Petersburg, in my experience, is the most receptive of the recent cities we've gone to. Yep. Minsk as well, very receptive to cold approach. I'd say Odessa and Kiev are a step down from that, but still, on the world scale, fairly receptive to cold approach. Okay, cool. I'll just go. So actually recently, and this is something that's important, you should go and check out on James' channel, we did a video where he challenged me to go and approach cold approaches. I've never done this before. Uh, of course, I meet a lot of women during the day when I'm hanging out in cafes or bars or restaurants, but never actually gone specifically just cold approach. So uh, James coached me through it and we made this video. It's an hour long. Uh, you can go and watch. I actually have to watch the whole thing yet because I didn't realize it's going to be enough. I haven't watched it all, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's it's all <laughs> but I got a lot of comments. People actually knew me from before as a lawyer, wrote to me and said, oh my God, you made this video with James Tusk. Yeah. Really? My former intern. That's amazing. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That's really uh, cool. Yeah, so it's worldwide reaching. I'm going to put out a video also, a shorter one on my channel uh, probably next week. But go in the meantime and watch the one on James's and you get an idea what it's like to actually cold approach. And I did half of them in English and half of them in Russian to give you a nice comparison. Okay, it was a small data set. We could have, we'd have to spend a week really trying out to see which works better, but I actually got one very good reaction using English as well. So you don't necessarily have to rely on, on Russian to do that. So that's great. So you would say that uh, Ukraine or just the region overall is pretty positive to cold approach, uh, despite maybe the stereotype of Russians mm -hmm. or you know Russian speakers or people from the former Soviet Union being cold and hard I to think, approach. I think Moscow, they are slightly colder, but again, it's more polarizing. Yeah. So um, if you can approach in a good way, they're going to be very receptive to it. But I'd say St. Petersburg, definitely. I think you made a very valid point which is the quality is lower yeah yet the receptability is far higher and they almost play on the fact that you say you've been in moscow it's it's a cold city and in order to almost uh, solidify that stereotype of st petersburg being the more friendly second city they become even more friendly yeah. but as you said the quality isn't there you, you're going to be struggling for the very top echelon you get, it's a city of sevens it's similar to london city of sevens maybe you're eight yeah. if you want the real real quality go to moscow but expect a far higher blowout rate in terms of cold approach yeah that seems a pretty good synopsis so Ukraine overall, I would say my client's experience is definitely um, a bit harder because of this uh, prejudice or I would say first uh, what would you say bias that a lot of tourists here are sex tourists, which unfortunately is true to a certain extent. So you're going to have to overcome that. Uh, and that's why his tip about focusing girls around holidays is very, very pertinent because they're here to have fun. They don't live here. They don't have... Um, you know, they don't have social status in this city in particular that they're worried about for women. It's very, obviously very important to protect um, their own status within their social circle. So if they suddenly are seen with five foreign guys and holidays, they will get a bad reputation as being an easy girl or maybe even a prostitute. And I think that's something that you have to be cognizant about. I find that because I'm here a lot and I speak Russian that even for me, it takes a little bit of time that normally I meet a lot of girls' friends before anything really serious happens between us uh, with girls who are local. So I would say over on Ukraine, um, it's a mixed bag. I think if you can overcome that hurdle or figure out a way around being labeled as sex tourist, you're going to have a lot of fun here if you're cold approach, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, James said. Uh, but let's move on to the other countries because I think they were a lot more interesting for what, uh, for what you specialize in. So uh, let's go to St. Petersburg since we already mentioned it. So we were in St. Mm -hmm. Petersburg for the White Knights. Uh, absolutely phenomenal experience to go for uh, just in general, even if you're not interested in meeting women just as a beautiful city and that time of year the sun hardly sets a lot of parties of you know the weather is good which is unusual in st petersburg would you say uh because we did slightly we ex actually experienced the kind of big scarlet sales thing slightly differently you went on a boat didn't you yep. and i kind of did it from the land so would you say if guys were coming next year and they, they did, weren't happen to be with us but just for general advice that it was worth doing the boat or not mm, that's a tricky question for me to answer because uh my plan was with me 
Um, we you actually got two. Yeah, so I was with some friends and I had a client with me. So I actually had two clients with me. Yeah, so one of them was on the boat with me. The other one, we actually didn't buy tickets for the boat. We had a whole mess getting the tickets. So when we arrived, uh, and they gave us the wrong address. So he was in another part of the city and he had to rush to meet us, the, the second, our second client. And so basically only three, we basically ended up in the boat and he ended up on land. Oh, so no. he was pretty pissed at me because he saw me pulling <laughs> up. But the phone wouldn't work, the data went down. Is that the only, American dude? Yeah. Um, so unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but actually, he was happier he wasn't on the boat because the boat was cold. We but didn't have got, shipping. He got a nice day game session with us as well. Yeah, he exactly. Got free day, free yeah. day game, right? Exactly. Afterwards, no, I was happy with the overall with what happened. But just that evening, just because we we're talking about the scarlet sails on this boat, it was a bit cold on the boat. It's obviously a different experience. You actually go out a little bit and you see everything. Uh, but I think you see almost as much from the land. And he had champagne and I think some food included on his tickets. So basically, and then the potential for good logistics as well. Yeah, if you exactly. Play it smart. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty 50-50 in what he should pay for the boat. Uh, actually, just being on this elevated uh, pier because uh, that's actually where we had tickets for but we argued so much because we thought we had a boat and I was trying to call him but the data the phone wouldn't work because there's so many people in that part of the yeah. city at that time well, the biggest, so basically biggest, he saw us all pull off and pull, pull off the last second we were allowed on the boat because there were spaces uh, but actually he was pretty happy he didn't get on the boat at the end so that's what I would say about that if you're thinking of going so back onto um, cold approach obviously we did an experiment you can check out the video um, my impression is that it was extremely open even if you're a tourist it's, just, it's, it's comparable to some actually quite friendly European cities almost it really surprised me um, I, I think actually the lack of quality did as well I mean the right well hot girls I think it was increased because of the fact there was the, the you know obviously scarlet sales and white nights going on yeah. but I think if you went there September time when when term time actually maybe when the, the university restarted it might be a different scenario because the students have come back but you'd assume most of them would have been there for scarlet sales so to sum up I guess the quality wasn't high but in terms of receptability cold approach extremely high yeah. because they, they really want to be kind of seen as the friendly kind of accepting second city yeah and Sibiris has a reputation for being more intellectual than say Moscow. Moscow is where all the money is. Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking for ambitious to to make it, you go to the capital, and there's just a huge amount of wealth there. So it's a very different vibe. More too. extremes on there's yeah. a, the big bush dying on the street corner, and then there's the oligarch walking past it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very, very it's very huge, of... but it's it's post Soviet Union, so you do see those extremes in terms of rich and poor. Um, overall, there's a lot of hipsters. Uh, especially in the cafes, a lot of cool cafes in the center, a very trendy city. Uh, so it depends if you're into that vibe being a, being a hipster. I'm not sure yeah. if you fall into that, James, or not. Well, I don't know. These, uh, I'm kind of an oxymoron. I look like a, a nutcase, but I'm actually, uh, you know, soft uh, private school educated guy. So, you know, better than oxymoron, walking oxymoron going on. So that's probably why the uh, the talent was not as hot, basically, as what you would expect in like a big Russian city. Yeah, I'd agree. And then moving on to my experience of Minsk, well, obviously um, Minsk is, is, is going to be the place to go. It's going to turn into, I imagine, what Croatia was 10 years ago, which is no British people at the beginning, uh, no American people, and then completely overrun. So if you do want to um, experience, you know, almost old school Soviet Union uh, with quality women and receptible to cold approach and, and not many guys doing it, not much competition, get over to Minsk. It's a very cool place. There's a stigma with the former Soviet Union about um, girls not going home on the first night. In my experience, that wasn't the case in Minsk. They're very happy to go home with you if you've got your, your game in play, um, which, which surprised me a bit. And also, it's a cool city. You know, it's, it's, it's quite it's not the best looking city, but it's very pedestrianised. The bar area is in, in, you know, all in kind of the, the main square. So in terms of walking around, you see a lot of quality in one place. It's not having to necessarily jump around too much. Yeah, I would agree. 
Yeah, I think so. Minsk, yeah. I mean, I think unfortunately it will become like a sex tourist mecca in the future because basically at the moment there are very few tourists, Western tourists, who go there, almost none. And girls also because they need uh, normally a visa to travel. It has become easier for Belarusians to get a Schengen visa, but it's not like Ukraine where they have six months per year visa free to Schengen. So for them, it's like a cool thing to meet someone who's from Western Europe, North America, or just anyone who's a foreigner in general. So they're super open, super enthusiastic. Also, Belarus is quite boring. Uh, as a country outside of the weekend where everyone gets smashed drunk and actually parties a lot, it, there's not a whole lot going on. So I think that was the country where I found just um, meeting women in general was very easy. James brought up also a very good point about um, going home on the first night. Um, I guess you call that same day lay in his uh, jargon, his parlance. Basically, one thing I noticed that was quite interesting, very different to Ukraine, was the fact that girls were per very comfortable letting um, me or my friends or my clients go home with uh, their friends, um, having met them in a bar or a club. That's very different to Ukraine. That doesn't happen here. That's partly because of the political system. Basically, Belarus is very strong in rule of law. That means that if there's a crime, the police and the government are very, very strict to trying to find someone culpable and, you know, sanctioning them for it. As a result, there's a very high level of trust because it's very hard to commit a crime in Belarus and actually get away with it. And as a result, they tend to trust strangers a lot more than in Ukraine, where rule of law is extremely low. And as a result of that, uh, obviously, you know, something happens to you, then you're probably not going to be able to go to the police and get it solved. And, get and how it did the... Uh how did the dynamic of the European Games change things? Were a lot more tourists there or, or not so much? Uh, I made a video about that, about how we hacked the visa Russian, uh, Russian visa system because both me and James actually went to Russia without a visa because we had tickets to European Games. I left the day they started and I came back uh, just after they finished. Um, apparently there were some tourists there. I don't think the European Games were a very, very big event in reality, um, so I have no idea. But. Belarusians were very excited that the European Games were it's going like on. on the world stage a bit, <laughs> yes, um, a and I was very happy because I didn't need a visa for Russia. So I don't think that really actually at the end of the day uh, made a big difference in terms of the number of visitors. Um, maybe you can look up some government stats. The other thing was that they actually gave them permission to have terraces a lot more and to spruce up the city a lot. Really? So the city was really, really nice. Uh, the, yeah, it looked excellent, a lot better than before. Although it's a very clean I'm very safe city and very pleasant in the city center in those areas like Namiga anyways uh, but they made it extra special for the events that was the good thing about that um, and then in terms of your overall you know if you had to you know you're, you're put on the spot and you had to say the, the the most quality the hottest girls from either Russia you got, I know it's a very generalized question but if you had to say massive yeah <laughs> let's go let's 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 pull it down Moscow Minsk or Odessa Moscow Minsk or Odessa quality of women purely on their looks uh, Moscow because it just attracts uh, hot women because there's a lot of money there sure. um, and then Minsk I think Minsk are concentrated into a very small part of the city so especially if you're just going around hanging around or doing a game a bar game any sort of like social situation at all uh, Minsk is probably better mm -hmm. simply because they're in a very small part of the city so they're just just a huge con you know amount of traffic in that sense especially the weekend during the week it is quite uh, quiet uh, summer is better because people are out you know, students are not in university so that helps uh, but don't go don't arrive like one of my friends did on a Monday morning and expect much to happen especially because the weather is terrible in Minsk a lot of the year and it rained solid for four days he was so frustrated he had cabin fever we're sitting in the same cafe uh, which one was it uh, we went to Sabodichitiri yeah so definitely don't do that come like a Thursday and leave on a Monday at the latest, maybe even Sunday. Uh, no, Sunday is good to stay because you meet, you can smoke some shisha. And also clear up, clear up any leads you have that haven't converted. 
that's the other thing. Yeah, like before. Friday, Saturday, they might be out with their friends, but Sunday, yeah. it's great for that. Yeah, exactly. So I think we've given you a pretty good overview of our experience in mainly in Moscow, St. Petersburg, Odessa, Kiev, um, what did I say, Minsk. That's how we found it. So I think overall, to summarize in this video, uh, where would you say? You'd say Ukraine is probably the number three out of the three, and then where would you put number one, Russia or Belarus? It really depends what you're looking for. I mean, everyone's there for a different time. If you're just going for kind of a holiday, probably Odessa, just because it's got a chilled beach vibe. And you know, if you're not, if you're, you're with mates or you've got a girlfriend, it's, it's definitely one of the prettier places to come. Yeah. If you're looking for raw beauty, Moscow. If you're looking for kind of a cool, quirky place, then Kiev. And if you're looking to meet an untouched bunch of women that are very receptive to cold approach, Minsk. So yeah. it really depends. You've got to figure out what makes your ideal holiday. And then you can uh, ask Connor, obviously, and he'll be like, okay, you like that, that, and that factor. I will take you to this place. So it's about kind of figuring out how you, what you want, yeah. as opposed to a cookie cutter approach, I think. Yeah, I always talk to my clients when I get them on the phone. And I try to figure out which is going to be the best place. Uh, in general, I take them actually to Minsk first. I don't take them to Russia because most of them need a visa. I do have some Latin American clients, and a lot of them actually can go visa-free already to Russia, uh, which is good. That's so they insane, to go. South Africa. I've got a few South no, African no, mates, they don't require South it. America, so. No, but also South Africa. Ah, South Africa. My, my, my South African friend doesn't need a visa to get into Russia. There it's absolutely go. bizarre. Or Israel. Israelis don't need that. So that's actually a little bit comfort for me because I need to go get a visa if I'm going to bring them there. Yeah. Uh, but things got a little bit better now. We have visa-free to Kaliningrad. Going to be doing a vlog from Kaliningrad probably in September. Mm -hmm. We uh, Actually, James can't because you've only got a British passport, right? Correct. Uh, so it's all European Union citizens except the United Kingdom. Uh, that's because of the, dip, the bad diplomatic relations between the UK and Russia at the moment. Uh, but fortunately, I have an Irish passport, so we're not going to do Brexit. Hopefully, the old Irish <laughs> exactly. Not the Irish exit, the old um, so I'm going to pull that one out and uh, go to Kaliningrad. It's visa-free. It's a bit complicated. I'll make another video about it. But basically, you can go for like a week every month. If, but you have to apply in advance, and you can't fly from Minsk. And I'll make a complete video about that because it's a little bit complicated uh, to just discuss this video a bit off point. So. For, basically, I figure out where I think is going to be the best fit. In general, that's actually Minsk because of the visa and just the openness. I wouldn't bring the Ukraine normally on the first trip if I had the choice. But if they, like I had some clients um, last weekend and they just wanted a party, it's summer. Like here, it's a lot cooler, right? So if you want that... It's just a summer, nice place to be. Yeah. Like where we're sitting, it's a shame we can't pan around, but it's like leafy green, there's hot girls, there's shisha, there's like water sprays cooling the place down. You know, it's just a very relaxed kind of vibe, you know? And it's you have nice the whole beach scene if you want to do that. You're not going to have that in Minsk. Maybe even, combine, as you said, you know, what's cool is when you can, because these places are pretty cheap, you know, uh, flights between the two. Yeah. You come to somewhere like Minsk, or you go to somewhere like Moscow or Kiev, and then you finish it with somewhere like Odessa, you know? Okay. So if you want to do a tour, I have one new client, and he wants to go to at least two cities. I said Minsk first, and then come to Odessa, mm. if it's depending on the timing, because summer season will end. So I think if you want that complete experience, then definitely do a Ukrainian city, and uh, Minsk, mm -hmm. uh, and then if you don't have problems with visa or you want to get a visa, then I would say like, yeah, St. Petersburg if it's the White Knights, definitely very, very good. Uh, and then mix that in with Minsk and you've got like the high quality and that, you know, you have a little bit of a contrast as well. I think it makes it really interesting. And also massively overrated in terms of TV, in my opinion. I, no, I never really got it, but Friends, everyone has heard of Minsk, right? From, from uh, Phoebe's boyfriend moving off to, uh, to, uh, to Belarus. So you have to do it just for that sake. That's where, you're, where it would have triggered your brain from in terms of Deep embedded memory to so do it. 
and don't be scared to go there. It's completely safe. It's yeah, it's made out in friends to be like this awful Soviet, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's, no, it's a very friendly place. Surprisingly friendly people. Very fucking cheap cost of living. Uh, cheap food. It's just a good place to go. Yeah. There's no downsides, really. Yeah, cost, St. Petersburg and Moscow are definitely more expensive than both Ukraine and Belarus, mm -hmm. if that's a factor. But I think for most of you, it's kind of a, if you're coming from London, New York, or a big city like that's that, by the bar, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Cool. Um, if you want to check out James's channel, of course, I've already linked it below. Check out that video. Uh, where we do day game together in St. Petersburg and write me a comment below of course uh, about how you found uh, approaching girls just girls in general between Russia Ukraine and Belarus if you have that experience and if you're interested in the Zara experience which is probable because you got to the end of this podcast then what you should do is write me a DM slide into my DMs my handle is Zara experience or write me an email at connorkline at zaraexperience.com what's going to happen is I'm going to send you a little questionnaire if I think it's a good fit we're going to have a strategy call together I'm going to see you know what kind of itinerary is going to suit you and if you know we come to an agreement then you are going you will get the opportunity to live the Zara experience here with me but even better James and I have been discussing mentioned this in the last podcast uh, we're going to do some joint programs together uh, we're going to do them in Brazil and, and we're going to do them here in the former Soviet Union. So but the reason for Brazil, I know you haven't seen me very often in Brazil. Brazil is actually my favorite country in the world. And probably I'm going to launch a second channel um, because I think it's different to the content here. Next time we go to Brazil and I'm going to vlog it and show you why Brazil is my favorite country in the world. So if you're interested in learning both day game and then having the Zara experience on top of that, then it's this a perfect is a way to see a place, isn't yeah. it? Because it's almost like you get the uh, obviously you, you speak the language, uh, you speak Russian, Portuguese fluent, you understand the culture a lot, haven't yeah. traveled there for a decade or, yeah. or lo longer, um, and you're very good at the bar game and the night game. So, um, and then yeah, combine that with kind of the day game and also be able to have a, a shot of vodka with us if you want and, and talk our ears off, a bit of shisha. <laughs> the general all round package, um, yeah, it's the way to go, I think. Yeah. So, right either James or me a message uh, and then we can discuss it we're gonna set up a little bit more formally as we go forward in the next month or two but if you're interested and you want to get ahead of the pack and actually you know have the opportunity because we're obviously gonna limit places very limited yeah, yeah. Very so limited. definitely write me a message now show your interest and that'll get you to the top of the queue when we launch it in the future so until the next episode which is coming up uh, well you'll see it next the week after this one but we're gonna record it right now this Vidanya Dopabachina See you soon. Ciao. Sar Experience.